0: Welcome to the city, Mastermind City. Hi, I'm Faith Chapel. And I'm Stacey Maynard. Join us for a vibrant, inspiring, and uplifting
1: Master Talk as we focus on how you can make a lasting impact on a global scale. Because the truth is, we're here because we want you to win.
0: So are you ready to surround yourself with success because you're in the right place? Welcome to the city think a lot of people think they know their audience and who they're talking to. um, But they don't, right? Well, I I think the biggest challenge
1: is when you say to somebody, um, you know, because everybody wants to give and everybody wants to refer. So if I say to you, you know, who's your client? How can I help you? Who, who are you looking to work with? And the answer is, Everybody. Everybody. Yeah, I can help anybody. <laughs> My yeah. services can help anybody. My products yeah. can work with, you know, doesn't matter, young, old, male, female, yeah. pick your gender, pick your
0: age. No. and we talked about you know we talked about target audience and avatars in the past but we were talking in a little bit um more of a silo and understanding you know that's when you're trying to produce a program or something yeah. but you know you have to think about your audience um in the whole so if for example you have been asked to do a speech or if you've been asked to go to a networking group or you've been asked to come on a virtual summit i mean you might know your audience But um, do you know the audience you're speaking to? Because the problem becomes, you know, you might be like, absolutely, here's my avatar. It's Sally and she's, you know, 40 years old and she started her business three years ago and she's mid, you know, you can say all of that. But if all of a sudden you're asked to speak because of your expertise at some event and then you walk in and they're male dominated in their 20s. Right, it's a different audience, right? Ali's not there. (laughs) No, so you really need to do um, number one before I, uh, you know, understanding anything. Whatever you do, whether it's your own business, your your customers, or where you're going to speak, you need to do your research. I mean, it's that simple. Absolutely, and who who are they getting? If it's an event,
1: you know, who are they getting? As people who are participating. And I also think, you know, even if it's a situation where maybe you're going to go for it anyway, maybe it's not necessarily specifically your audience, you're still going to go for it. You still need to know who's in the room.
0: Yeah. You need to, and then you need to tailor your, your speech to them. So before I, um, whenever I accept speaking events, I uh, the first question I ask when they're asking me to speak is who's your audience. Yeah. Like, who are you expecting? If they can't answer it, I get a little scared because that means they don't know their audience. <laughs> but you have to know, right? You have to un- have some understanding so that you can still do what you're doing, but you need to tailor it a little bit. So if you know in advance, it helps you. You know, I always ask, you know, are they new? Are they new to business? Are they already have a business? Are they starting yeah. to scale their business? Those are very different conversations with somebody when I'm speaking on stage. So like you, if you know, you're at a, at a podcasting event, you know, well, who are you in the newbie group? Like, are these people who are just thinking about podcasts? Or are they people that want to, you know, get better at it and understand their messaging and get higher in the rankings? Very different crowd, very right? different crowd. Yeah. And there's different, um, even when you're talking about different
1: communities and different groups, I find, you know, I needed to ask a question, but I needed to under, so I went to the group But I also needed to know the type of people that were in the group because my question was phrased differently. Right. From a newbie perspective, from somebody who was also, you know, maybe a podcast producer who were, you know, veteran, um, you know, podcast listeners. So understanding who you're talking to is just so important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you, so, I mean, you have to, at least if you're going somewhere else, do the research as you're looking internally who your customer is, because again, you're, a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, I do coaching or I sell programs or I do, you know, I have a bricks and mortar business, but it's all different, all different ages. Everyone always says that all different ages. Well, there is some commonality into it, right? So you need to really understand that. And a number of ways, right? You can obviously, um, you can do the online stuff, which is understanding who comes to your site, your website, right? So you're going to look at Google Analytics, you're going to look at if you're doing Facebook ads, they give you a lot of information about a language and spending and ch- and demographics where they're from where their time zone is they can give you all of that information which is very cool and then for you yourself if you if you want to know you know more about your your clients that you have it's it's really simple it's like do a little spreadsheet and say who are my existing clients let me write down like or do they have a common theme? Are they all motivated by something? Do they all have the same needs? Do they all have the same pain points? Do they all have the same goals and start tracking and saying, you know, who, who have I already worked with? Who am I attracting? Uh, instead of you thinking about who you want to attract, figure out who you are attracting already. Right. Makes start where point. you are. Well, it's interesting because
1: I found when I first had this conversation, like way back when I first, I mean, cause I, you know, talk about this with everything, you know, who's your client, who you're writing it for, who, who, who start with a who. But as soon as people start to do that, they start to go, well, wait a minute, aren't I saying no to other people? So if right. I position, I'll just go the male female route or whatever gender. Um, if I position my website as an example, mm-hmm. for female clients, awesome. because that's who I'm getting, that's who I'm attracting but maybe that's not exactly who you want to work with. Maybe you do want to attract a different, you know, demographic, you know, they think, well, I've got this website and it's very, maybe feminine looking. Am I saying no to all the male clients where they, so that's, I think where a lot of people get really confused.
0: Well, I think, you know, uh, there's, there's two sides to that. One is, are you willing to walk away from the clients you're attracting? right? Because the truth is they are coming to you specifically because of how you're presenting your brand. So if you don't have a lot of clients and you know that you would rather reach out to a different um, subset of clients, then I would say yes. But here's the best way to do that. Um, I would do it with landing pages. Say you're you're selling um, a coaching program and it's about goal setting. Cause that's very generic, right? Goal yep. set. So I would do two landing pages, right? And I would do one that's, um, go towards women and the other towards men. And then I would, um, do two little like silly ads, like Facebook ads for two or three bucks and see who comes. Why do you do Facebook ads? Because it's going to track for you or Google ads, whichever it's going to track um, the demographics of the people that are coming. And then you can see who's going to your pages and who's actually clicking and purchasing it, or even if it's an opt-in, it doesn't have to be a full program, it yeah. can just be an opt-in, but then you'll gauge a little bit better rather than saying, I'm just gonna change everything and and hope it works, because that's, you know, throwing spaghetti on the wall, right? On and, the wall, hoping something will
1: stick. So, well, it's interesting when yeah. I do, because um, I've helped some clients in the past with Facebook ads. So it's been really interesting. So typically, you know, when they say, everybody, yeah. all men, all women oh, and, and all ages. All ages. <laughs> yeah. So literally, um, they're you know, sometimes we do it just by ge- geography. Yeah. Radius around a certain right. area. But it's been really interesting because I'm like, okay, here you want like 18 to 65. Well, yep. the way that you talk to an 18, 20, even 30 year old is very yeah. different than you talk to a 50 or 60 year old person. Um, So you do the ad, but then you realize that, you know what, the person who's actually clicking on the ad is like between 40 and 50. right? And then when you kind of mention that, they go, oh, wait a minute. Actually, that's who we're trying to target. Well, great. Then don't spend your money on the 18 to 30 year olds or the 65 year olds.
0: And that's why absolutely you should do a Facebook ad, even a, even a little cheesy one that doesn't cost you much just <laughs> to understand your demographics. So, cause people, as soon as you say advertising, or as soon as you say, you know, Google ads or Facebook ads, even Google analytics, which is free. So, yeah. um, understand that. But once you say that people are like, oh, well, I, I can't afford it. Well, you can a dollar to a day will actually give you demographics, believe it or not, or just throw in like 50 bucks for a day or two. And that'll give you all the demographics you need initially to yeah. see, you know, who your audience is. But I think, you know, that's, that's number one. It's like, you need to understand who's clicking on your stuff, right? Who, who is it? What, what are, what are their habits? What are they following? You get all that information from doing a couple of ads. And then, so that's one way of doing. It. Now there's people in the, on- here in our audience that are too scared to do that, right? Cause we, I think we know most of you guys in the audience and you're too scared to even do Facebook ads, right? So another
1: well, enough- thing when you think about that though, right? Because when you do a Facebook ad, you're putting it out to people that don't know you. Right. And a lot of times, unless you just do people who like your page or friends right. or, you know, friends of friends or something like that, you, maybe you feel like it's a warm target, but typically right. a Facebook ad can reach a demographic that doesn't know you. So that's right. where you really do start to understand why they're clicking on it. And then, right. but I think another thing happens because you kind of go, Well, do you want a client who's 20 years old? No offense. They're they're a great demographic for some people, but do you want to work with them? I know a lot of it's it's really interesting when I see, I don't know, like realtors or mortgage brokers and they'll say, I want to work with new home buyers. Right. Right. I've I've a couple of people that I know who want to work because it's fun. They're new. They're they want to work with new home buyers. They make a certain amount of money. So they really drill down. But then you look at their marketing and their social media, and they're putting posts out about like $7 million homes and huge kitchens and, you know, just out of a price point that maybe they won't be able to afford. So, you know, if you want to work with them, understand them.
0: And like do they actually have those clients? Do they have those um, new home buyers or do they that's what they say they want to work with, but actually they're all resellers and or their their listings that are not, you know, it's exactly opposite. So have they really looked at their information to say who is who's buying my stuff? Who's who's spending their time with me and what can I do, right? So uh, an easy way to do it for everyone on Facebook is simply ask the question on Facebook right? Find out like if you're, if you're, let's take the real estate. If you have 500 friends, just say who, who on this, um, in my group is looking for is a first time home buyer. Just curious. See if there's people in your group or in your Facebook following that actually is your demographic, because you know, in mine, um, I have a lot of friends <laughs> there because I am one of those people who just allow everybody into my Facebook feeds. And so I know that most people that I don't know are interested in my business and what I do. So generally speaking, most people are, you know, have some knowledge of what I do. But for some of you, you might not even know, right? So you have mm-hmm. to go into your groups or go into your followings and start looking at um what they're posting the comments, right? Start looking at their comments, their engagement, What what's going on with that. So you actually know if in fact, your group or your target is something that is, is right for your business, or you have to go, okay, this isn't working. So I need to switch something. What am I doing wrong? Because I'm not attracting the right group.
1: Right. And so I think we also need to start to learn about the demographic. We do want to, uh, a know, lot of people go, you know what? I want to work with somebody like myself. Yeah. That seems to be a common. I'm not sure I would want to work with me.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to work with you, but I do.
1: <laughs> but I know people who say that they're like, you know, similar yeah. age, similar gender, uh, similar lifestyle. Maybe they're also parents. So you start to kind of attract that like yeah. um, thing. But if it's, if it's something like, something the complete opposite whether it's a new home buyer or whether it's maybe I'm I'd rather work with men yeah. because I like their quickness in regards to making decisions or maybe their business structure whatever the case may be if you want to work with males you also need to understand what they want right because it's not you the new home buyer well that's not me so if I was a realtor or mortgage broker I would need to get into sort of the psyche of that 20 to 25 year old, yeah. where are they? What kind of things do they
0: say? How do they talk? Where do they hang out? Right. The hangout piece is key. Where do they hang so out? Key. Because you need to know, you need to, because if you know what groups they hang out, you can target those groups, right? If you know where, what competitors they use, you can actually target those competitors if you want to do ads and get into it. And I think competitor, I mean, that's, that's a big one. I think, um, everyone kind of ignores because they go, oh yeah, you know, there's lots of people that do this. This is the guy that does the most. Okay. Well, why does he do the most business? Right? What yeah. is it? What? So take a look at his website. What is the phrasing he uses? What does he offer? How is that connection? Um, does that make sense to the, the audience that he's talking to because um, you know, copywriting and phrasing are huge when you see you know, the difference in positioning. So if you think I wanna have his customers, then okay, he's pro- if he's successful, he's phrased well. So you wanna yeah. go and, and see what's the comparable between how you phrase something and the successful person phrases something, and then you should start emulating that and using it, right? Absolutely. But there's nothing worse than, um, again, though, emulating somebody and then that's not really who your audience is like if you're targeting there's one way but switching directions in midstream if you already have a business and you're doing well then don't change everything if you want to add a layer again go the route where you can find alternative ways to go after them which is ads and landing pages and stuff but don't change your whole makeup. If you're already uh, have a business, because you might lose those customers. Well, and
1: and that's sort of the the way of it, right? Like the the pros and cons. So if you do want to completely rebrand, which people do, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that, um, you do need to understand that there are going to be people that will no longer resonate. Right. And I think you also have to have some sort of interest in the type of person you want to work with, and and really understand you know, what kind of person that you want to bring into being a client of yours, but also understanding when we say the where. So I think one of my biggest challenges is, you know, I talk to somebody and they go, Oh, but you know, LinkedIn really works. I've heard, you know, this person needs LinkedIn, and everyone says they need LinkedIn and blah, 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 blah. And then I go, well, who's your audience? Yeah, right. And they tell me and I go, you know what, Like have a profile 100%, but maybe not spend all your time there because maybe because of your demographic and the age and whatever the case may be, Instagram's probably a better play or maybe Pinterest is where you should be hanging out the most. So you don't have to be everywhere. You don't have to be on every social media platform, but that's the, and then people start just thinking, oh my God, I have to post here and I have to post there and I have to post here and I have to do all this stuff and they wonder why it's not working
0: yeah and i think you know yeah so f- to be you know very transparent we do post on everything stacy and i um uh, but we do it uh, but we do it because we can it's easier for us but do we get the same engagement on any social media no we have very different engagements on different platforms so so here's the beauty of if you just do an experiment and for two weeks you post on all the different platforms They all have analytics, so take a (laughs) look at where your engagement is coming from. If all your engagement is coming from Instagram, then that's where you would spend money for an ad. If it's actually coming from LinkedIn, then do the LinkedIn strategies. You can you can do direct messaging or place ads there. But you know, if you don't know, if you really don't know, or if you just say, for example. LinkedIn, most people don't go to first because it's, it's a little more intimidating than most. <laughs> <True. laughs> and so, but here's the thing, maybe that's actually your platform. Yeah. Right? And if you've never posted, you don't know, you don't know who your audience truly is. If you, just because you're comfortable on Facebook, it doesn't mean your audience is on Facebook right? That
1: is key right there. That is a really that's the part that um, people get sucked into because they choose their platform based on what they like. like. And And I like,
0: I like Facebook.
1: Don't get me wrong. I enjoy seeing my friends vacation shots and their baby photos and whatever their uh, summer vacation happened to be. Uh, But for business, it's not where
0: I get my business. No.
1: But now we look at, you know, for you, you know, did you go and put a video like this morning of you singing? (laughs) Nobody's been on Instagram. It's only there for 24 (laughs) hours. So if you're watching this tomorrow, you may not see it. No. Um, But you chose to do that video on Instagram story. So that was a decision. Did you put that video, which you have on your phone? Did you put the video on LinkedIn? No. Did it go over on Twitter? No. Right. You made a decision based on the platform that you're going to get the most engagement on.
0: Yeah. I'm never going to send, I'm, I'm never going to put that to show up on LinkedIn because it doesn't make a bad connection. The people that are on Instagram that like it still are potentially my customers. Right. But they see a different side, same information that we produce for every different um, social media, but we present it differently, a little differently. Right. So based
1: on understanding your audience, but also understanding where your audience is hanging out and understanding the language Right, so, and,
0: and, and the stories thing is a big thing, right? Like, because I think people don't understand what you're posting on your feed and on your story. We've talked about it before, but so different. So yeah. you're going to get a different people who, who look at the feeds are the different people than look at stories, completely different people,
1: <laughs> right? It's true. So it's, the strategy is different, but also understanding, you know, the people on, I find on Twitter, you know, they want quick you know, little snippets of information. So the way that you present that, but maybe the people who are on Twitter, because they're consuming small bites of information, you also have to translate that to the way that you talk, you have to translate that into how you speak on your landing page, how you're speaking in your videos, you know, so it's really trying to understand really what makes them tick.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, again, it's about them. So you can say all you want. Um, we know that you guys who come see us, you know, we know you come here on Mondays to learn business tricks and to understand a little bit of a deep dive on all different um, avenues that you can bring your business forward, get more successful, get more profitable. So we know that. So what we're telling you are things that that we use, that we've done. We know our audience, right? Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about something that isn't going to help your business. Cause that's not the point of this group. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like if you went, you know, cause you're very knowledgeable in a lot of different um, segments of life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've said many times that you've done feng, feng shui training.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Stuff like that. I have my I master designation. I, I do it, still do it for my friends and that do I offer it out? No. Do I know it incredibly well? But would I sit here and do a training in this group? No.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> somewhere else. But if you wanted to expand on that, then you would again understand more of the person right. that's interested in that. So right. I think that's, you know, we kind of talked about how to master the understanding yeah. of, of your audience, not just understanding them, but understand. No, that-
0: how to to. and those are the tricks that we're telling you right so those are the things you know survey your existing client base do a a spreadsheet on who they are right now and the similarities they have in between them google analytics facebook ads there's so many things all the the free analytics on every channel so you can go to um, Instagram, Pinterest, they all have analytics. So do dig a little bit deeper, not scary. Don't worry, because here's the thing. If you click on the analytics button, nothing blows up. <laughs> right. But yeah. it's so fascinating because
1: information is power. Yeah. So, if You have the information so it can go two ways. Number one, you can see that the person who is opening and engaging with your social media is in fact the type of person that you want to work with. Right. And your business is successful. You're attracting the right clients. Awesome. That is awesome. So we're yeah. good. The second way it can go is that you click on it and you go, oh, I'm attracting, you know, 20-year-olds when actually I'd rather be attracting 40 to 50-year-olds. Right. Maybe I'm talking too young, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Then you can make that adjustment. But you can't make the adjustment until you know the information of who's yeah. actually engaging with your stuff yeah. and who you want to work with.
0: Yeah and it's I think everybody. And I think a lot of it so so understanding that understanding both you your your existing audience what the audience you're looking for and understanding the audience you have <laughs> all come into play right because if I was um if I was a marketer and you came to me and said, "Oh, you know, I need some help." I would look at your statistics. Right? And I would right. say, "Okay, well this is what you're getting." So so uh, remember, if you do that, they're going to say, "Okay, this is who you you're getting." So I would know cater more to them and change things but you have to decide if that's who you want in the first place right so you know you never know you're sometimes you're surprised if you haven't really looked um you know i'm i'm very rarely surprised at who is interested in working with me but occasionally i am sometimes i just kind of go really like Like me, because I think you know. For me, and I think Stacy's is saying we're pretty straightforward. We're not a big. We're not you know. We want you to, people that do the work aren't are, aren't afraid to, are down to business. They know what they want. They want to move forward, and that's who we like to work with. So if somebody's kind of you know, not like a little bit loose and doesn't doesn't really have this burning desire to do something or complete it, we're not really your kind of people. <laughs> So, so you and know, I want to make people understand
1: that just because you have made a decision that you want to work with women who are 50, let's just say yeah. this is who you want to, and you're a coach, and this is what you've made a choice of. And then you look at your analytics and you go, okay, I'm attracting the right person. We're good. I've got my website. I'm there, I'm speaking to that target. I'm good. I'm attracting them. That doesn't mean that if a 20 year old comes to you and says, Can you help me? that you have to say no. That's the piece I think that I laugh about when people are like, But, but, and I'm like, That's okay. You can yeah. still take them as a client. It just means that you're not targeting them specifically exactly. in everything that you're doing.
0: And then don't make, you know, rash judgments because the truth is there's a lot of, you know, younger and older then maybe your demographic that you know are not atypical of that demographic and you know they're working for you with you because you have the expertise the knowledge the skills that they need and that's what they want they don't want to work i mean if you have especially on the younger ones if you have you know Uh, 19 20 21 year old who is really aggressive and wants to to get ahead and knows that they're not going to get it from another 20 or 25 year old they're going to have to find somebody that has the expertise and knowledge then that's they've targeted you out to find that right so make sure that you understand that that might be actually more of your target than you think because as um, you get into older age groups and demographics they don't need as much. Right. They, they don't have the same burning desire to, to make that success if you're doing. Um, but if you're teaching, for example, stress management, generally speaking, it's the older crowd that's going right. to purchase your products. Right. So, again, um, you need to it's, it's a big holistic picture that you have to look at with, you know, identifying, you know, who you want, who you have who you um, might want and who your competitors have, you have to look at that whole picture and say, okay, where do I really want to fit into this? Where, where does it make sense? So uh, again, the, the, we can't stress enough, understand who your existing audience is right. So that yeah. you can understand how to move forward and that will help you again, if you're on stage or on events, because if you're starting to to get how you need to kind of switch what you're saying and switch what you're teaching based on the demographic, you begin to reach more and therefore your audience expands.
1: Well, that's the, that's the beauty of it. Cause when you do narrow that down and you find that, uh, that fit and in your, your, this is the audience that I want to work with. This is the audience that I'm attracting and you know who that is. Well then, you know, where you go it, global. Yeah. You go all yeah. over the world and find similar people. Yeah, you have have
0: way more impact like global impact everywhere. And that's the whole key, right? I mean, for most of us, we want to make a difference, we want to have an impact. That's the truth with almost everybody that I've ever spoken with. Um, You know, an impact is different for for everyone, it might be a local impact, it might be a national might be global, but regardless which way you're looking. You want to make an impact. You cannot make an impact unless you understand some of the basic core messaging, one being your audience or your clients or your customers, and the two being where you want to go with that. So,
1: and once you know, and once you have them, so, you know, the people who are following me are people who I want to attract and it's all good. Well, then I can ask them questions. Yeah. That's the beauty. Then I can say, you know, because sometimes we think, okay, well, I've got the who, but then you know and we'll talk about this another time but we've got the what yeah but sometimes the what you want to do is yeah. not what the who wants <laughs> no no it's true but you also have to think about that piece too and what does that look like so we'll talk about that another time but it really does understand this is who i want to work with and what are their problems what are their needs where are their struggles are
0: their goals yeah
1: what are their yeah. goals what do they want to achieve in life everything so that you can solve that problem but if you don't know who they are or what their problem is it makes it very difficult to provide a product that solves a problem if you don't know what it
0: is yeah and like <laughs> you'll start getting you'll if you start asking the question especially for a lot of people i think one of the biggest questions i get is um well i put out a landing page i have excellent copywriting it's a great funnel everything works and nobody's buying the product Yes. And that's probably the biggest thing I get. So again, um, I look back and understand who is your audience? Who are you targeting if you're doing ads? And, you know, is the message really, uh, is is it geared to them or not, right? Because sometimes you make a really pretty landing page with great copywriting, but it's not copywriting for your audience. And- Well, it's um, interesting
1: when the disconnect comes from the ad, that you're targeting a certain demographic or interest based or whatever. So you do this ad and I've faced this, unfortunately, many times. So we um, all have. <laughs> with, not with my own stuff, but just with client stuff that I've helped them with. And the, the ad is great. It's targeted. Well, yeah, you know, they, they're, it's, they're getting a million clicks on their ad because like, it, it's exactly what they want to hear in the message. And then they go to the landing page and no one's clicking. Mm-hmm. No one's signing right. up, even if it's free. Yeah. So that's where you need to really understand how to talk to them. Because again, you can have the best copywriting in the world.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't, and, and usually, the person, it doesn't and matter. The biggest problem is usually they'll click into the opt-in, right? They'll get their lead magnet, but then you might have 400 people that opted in and not one bought the rest of the funnel, which is right. the paid. And so that's where you go, okay, what happened here? Right. right? Cause I know like you can retarget from there. Um, obviously but did you actually send out like if if it was me if i had if i sent out i got lead magnet that was downloaded for 500 people the next email i would send out is a survey right i would send out a survey to understand why they didn't purchase so you know is there something you're looking for like what information like start listing the questions because sometimes it's you need to understand is it price right if it's price then you can fix that quickly right? You know that not one person bought, it could actually be price. Mm -hmm. If you know that you've offered a discount, it's still not working. It's not price. So what is it? What is it in the, what is it that you're not conveying? Generally speaking, what you're not conveying is what's in it for me. What is that solution that makes that person's life easier or that fixes their problem or or expands with their knowledge? You didn't hit it. You didn't hit it. That's the truth
1: yeah absolutely and you know what that's just so important because that's going to be the difference really between a successful business yep. and not and having impact because if they're not if you're not able to grow right because you're not speaking in the language that makes sense to them
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go out there understand your audience i would start today with it for those of you who have clients or customers find out where they sit right now, do your little spreadsheet. And then tomorrow we're going to give you our favorites on how to understand the audience and what we use.
1: Yeah. To look, understand and be able to know. And, and just, I guess just to, to compare. Yeah. Again, just going back to are the clients you're attracting the ones that you want to attract or not. And if they're not, then you can change, but you can't change what
0: you don't know. Thanks for joining us in the city for this episode of Master Talk. If you're ready to make a lasting impression on a global scale, you can learn more at
1: joingia.com. That's J-O-I-N-G-I-A.com.
0: So go there now because the world is waiting for you.